0: Welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast.
1: Hey, it's another great day to be alive. We're celebrating the Lordship of Jesus Christ, bringing his Lordship to life, which is the goal of this podcast. And that means uh, when we start with who he is and how great he is, uh, then that establishes our joy, our hope, our peace, and then everything else gets put in perspective. So yeah. we want you to know we're happy today as with every day we get a chance to be with you. Uh, and we have so much, as you can see, all these wonderful notes in front of us. We have probably more to talk about than this podcast can can handle. But let's put a little, pod, a little pod pe- podcast perspective. This is Tuesday, yeah. and by the time people are digesting this, a lot of important things have happened, yeah. like a uh, national midterm. Right. Uh, so just so you know, we're, you're not going to hear much uh, post-election uh, discussion from us because this is actually pre-election, just to put it in uh, in perspective. Yeah, unless
0: we get a prophetic word for you, yeah. no. <laughs> we
1: are it's believing gonna... for the best, yeah. and praying that you have voted your your values, and that uh, obviously the Lord uh, has raised up some really really great people to to represent us. So, yeah. but before yeah. that, it has been a killer week. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we've seen some amazing things happening. Wednesday, we had our uh, "Our God is Greater Than Government" gathering with Michael Beckwith and Christy and Marlon Stussman and. Um and uh, Rob McCoy, Pastor Rob McCoy, great night of just simply talking about the, the critical role the church has played in public policy uh, from the foundation of this nation and the, and the ongoing role that we need to play. Yeah. And then I'll pass the baton to you because Friday night we made
0: history at Livingstone, something we had never done before. Yeah, we had a, a, our Avada conference, and we talked about that a little bit in the past. Yeah. And we, where we you know, we did a commissioning. You did a commissioning of our- That of was our, a blast, by the way. I, I don't place. We we'll call it marketplace ministers. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We made the distinction between folks like us who are pulpit ministers, mm-hmm. but then you have other people that are called 9 to 5, 40, 50, 60 hours a week out in the marketplace yeah. and that what they do is just as holy and sacred and valuable yeah. as what you and I do. And so uh, the climax of that gathering, which was really, really great, was just simply to call people forward who were willing to recognize and see uh, that they have a holy calling to the marketplace yeah. and that and to commission them, lay hands on them pray for them when there
0: 's when there 's ordination of a pastor or a clergy or a missionary there 's this implicit understanding that you you're you 're you're, you're giving it all you 're yeah. surrendering it all for the for for god 's cause and his purpose yeah, yeah. but we we call every person who's working in the marketplace to do the same. Is the the call to, to lay your lives down is not just to the clergy, yeah. is to every single person who follows Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: And there's really more what we're seeing in the kingdom is there's more we have more in common than than not. Yeah. So in other words, if you're if you're calling you're running your own business, you're a CEO of your own business or you're in a management of your business or a frontline worker, yeah. wherever you are. You're called to submit your entire life to the yeah. Lord, which means your business belongs to Him and what you do uh, in your marketplace service and work every week yeah. belongs to the Lord. Yeah. but that's the rub. you know it's easy to talk about like well those religious people that you know are called to the pastor or whatever, but we, as we share in this podcast, everybody's religious. Uh, we all have a worldview that we're living for. The question is, are you willing to fully sur- surrender your life to Jesus? Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, this is probably a good plug. we're going to start a series. Uh, on sunday i know some of you that digest this podcast aren't local but we encourage you to go online at lstones.org and uh and check out the new series we're going to be doing called bringing jesus to work um i really really am excited about this and something i know you and i'll be collaborating on uh but it's really drilling deeper on this whole understanding that what we do every moment of our lives is worship service and uh what was the third one work work Worship, worship and service, service. It's there the same go.
0: word avada
1: yeah so living our lives as a fragrant sacrifice to the lord uh, yeah. in every every dimension so yeah. all right well let's jump into where we were last week we, the topic last week was woke capitalism and we're kind of going to shift this week to uh, not only woke capitalism, but the whole rise of this uh, surveillance capitalism. There's so much data that's being mined and collected every single day from every American who's on any kind of social media or technology, which is pretty much everybody, uh, because that's so much a part of our lives. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I want to backtrack just a little bit because you know the whole idea of woke capitalism is. Is uh, corporate America has continually drifted leftward and really been taken over by a lot of social justice warriors. So much so that now they're using their economic clout to really beat people into submission mm. uh, with the um, power that they have by withholding or deplatforming. You know, we are talking about there's certain words that we're not that we're not even able to use on this podcast because we have been. Punished twice, and now we're on the verge of being deplatformed. Well, what what is that all about? Well, that's woke capitalism. That means if we don't really have free speech in these types of worlds, you have you have speech that has to fit a certain speech code, and if you go off the speech code, you get punished. And and uh, that's what that in an essence is woke capitalism. It, It is capitalism that has shifted way to the progressive left. And people that now use that clout uh, to beat you into submission, or or at worst, okay, just simply to silence you. Uh, You might not agree with them, but you're just not going to express your disagreement publicly, at least not on their platform or at their business or whatever. Um, So we had a couple of great examples here. They're actually terrible examples, but (laughs) we need to highlight them. This was interesting. a penguin Random House, uh, fortunately, they rejected a demand to cancel a book deal with Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett after seven hundred employees you know raised a stink about the fact that she was actually writing a book which uh, again that 's called freedom of speech right it's amazing to me that she is a a sitting supreme Court justice a female. But because of her view on the Dobbs case, which of course was, the, was getting rid of Roe v. Wade at the federal level, um, all of these people who are committed to no censorship and freedom of speech right, are coming against her and wanting to cancel this book deal, uh, which again attacks her uh, economic freedom, it attacks her freedom of speech as an American. This is an incredib- incredibly talented woman, her only crime is that she simply holds a different view on the abortion issue. And fortunately, the company pushed back, but not without a whole lot of fight against her. And the irony of this, I I preached on this Sunday, the irony of the left is the very thing that they accuse us of, they actually do. So they accuse Christians of censoring books. Well, what kind of books do we want to censor? Well, how about books that are sexually inappropriate or explicit or perverted, like in public libraries where children might access them, or books that are explicit in our public schools? They call that censorship. We, we call that parenting. But this is, a, this is a blatant example of censorship, because this is a book written by a Supreme Court justice who is incredibly bright and talented and worthy of hearing her opinion on things. Right. But just because of her, her political stance on this particular issue or, or her legal stance, boom. Boom. Cancel. It
0: that's what well capital. It's censorship based on ideas. It's, yes. it's based on, it's not pictures, it's not graphic, it's based on ideas, value, ideology. Yeah. And, and basically, that's what censorship is, is you, you can only align with a certain way of thinking. Yep. You know? So I can't get my book published right. if you
1: disagree with what my book says. Right. Um, that's a scary place to be. And that's exactly
0: where progressivism, and, and left-thinking ideology it, takes... It's, sh- it's interesting because, you know, like fascism has been used to hit everybody. and Everyone, <laughs> call everyone else fascism. Like, Mostly well, people yeah. on the right. Yeah, well, you know, but what is fascism but this idea that you don't get to have your own ideas and yep. you got to align with whatever the, the narrative ideas is. Yep, so yep. So that's kind of where we're at.
1: So here's another one. Um, we This brings it a little bit closer to home. You know, this past summer when uh, Governor... Uh, Eric Holcomb signed legislation outlawing abortion in the state. Um, A major pharmaceutical company, Eli Lilly, which, of course, we know very well, stated, here's a quote, given this new law, we will be forced, I don't know who's forcing them, we'll be forced to plan for more employment growth outside of our home state, and that the law will, again, quote, hinder Lilly's and Indiana's ability to attract diverse scientific engineering and business talent from around the world. Now, somehow connect with me the idea that that not allowing abortion in Indiana is somehow going to destroy Eli Lilly's employment base and all the best and brightest minds are going to somehow leave and that this law is forcing Eli Lilly's hand to leave the
0: state. We this is like a broken record of woke uh Capitalism. I- I- implicit in that document is the best and brightest all share one type of value, the right side of history value. That's what right. they're that implicitly saying, saying you're rejecting all the elitist. I mean, it, that statement is so elite in itself. <laughs> it's suggesting that only
1: smart people, scientific, yeah. engineering, business people, all. they all are pro-abortion. And yeah. So none of them are going to come to They're so
0: scientific beyond this whole yeah. uh, a relic of traditional thinking and basically, we're chewing them all away, and you, you know, you, you Neanderthals, rest of yep. Indiana. So, so this, is, this
1: is like the passive aggressive form of woke capitalism, right? You're forcing us to leave. No one's forcing you to do anything. Grow up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's passive aggressive. Oh, we're going to have to leave because you guys are destroying our business. How,
0: how about, okay, this, I know, maybe jumping. How about you have to leave because your <laughs> government, state government, is and crazy uh, tax, uh, yeah. overburdened taxes, and not stopping crime, rampant crime in some of these other cities. About those are the business that's legitimately yeah. leaving and moving to well, like Florida, Indiana. So, well, you bring up
1: a nasty little point that they, yeah. that that we all realize is true. So, so, here's the deal. What was funny is after this big blustery, you're forcing us to leave. You're going to yeah. destroy the economy. Eli Lilly's going to go under. Uh, what's funny is. Uh, they completely backpedaled, and they announced a $92.5 million investment in Purdue University to keep the state's, quote, best and brightest in Indiana and to expand Eli Lilly's impact on a global scale. Now what are you going to do? Are you leaving? Are you staying? Are you not going to invest? Are you forced not to invest? We're, we're not going to be able to attract the best and the brightest, but now you just put a ninety-two million dollar investment to attract the best and the brightest at Purdue. I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it too. What side? What side of the
0: issue are you uh, on? I was going to ask, you know, where are the business moving out of, and yeah. what kind of states are business moving into? I won't answer that question for you, but well, I'll you just answer it because you're... it's
1: right here. <laughs> hey, that was a good lead. Give yeah. me five on that one. All right. States like California, Illinois, and New York that continue to promote abortion at all costs are not friendly states to do business in, and are also states that are continuing to see population declines. Uh, I would just say population departures on the mass scale. I mean, yeah. we've seen this in Northwest Indiana. Illinois is blessing us like crazy. We're we're, we're seeing a mass uh, blessing
0: access. driving we, housing costs way up. <laughs> so,
1: well, we're having we're having to rebuild and yeah. expand all of our schools. Uh, yeah. My point is simply this: you there's, live on the edge of there is a mass yeah. exodus. Yeah. And, and places uh, on the borders of these kinds of states yeah. are experiencing significant growth. Yeah, when people leave and vote with their feet, right. uh, I've never understood this. You tax successful businesses at a higher level, and you say, P- you got to pay your due. Tax, 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 right. tax, tax. These people are not stupid. Why would they stay in a state that's it's going different. to
0: steal their money? Politicians that are going I mean, to steal their money and shame them for being successful. And when you let crime go rampant and then people can just break into your stores. Uh, I, thought the, I hang out with business owner all the time. That's unsustainable. That's the last thing they want to deal with of all the things spending on the business owner's plate. How, how about when you
1: tell, tell people, we're going to set a threshold for how much you can steal and we won't stop you yeah. if you steal under this amount. Mm. And you got people walking out with sacks. Yeah, and, so where, I I mean, this sh- is where should I
0: build my infrastructure yeah. for my yeah. business? Where should I make a lifetime investment? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. so so we just got to expose all this stupidity because... But again, this is, this is Eli Lilly uh, pr- through woke capitalism threatening the people of Indiana. Because last time I checked again, we have a representative form of government who yeah. passed this law. It yeah. was the majority of people in indiana who don't want abortion on demand in indiana so they're insulting the population of indiana the citizens of indiana and yet they want to stay here and prosper based on our good laws our conservative values and everything yeah i want
0: to i want want the cake
1: and eat it so yeah yeah yeah. and this one really gets me and i'm sharing this because (laughs) you all need to be aware if they're doing this to the people that we're going to read about here they will absolutely do it to you in a heartbeat um this was uh, your bank account has been canceled. Christian organizations lose basic services. Now, many of you know uh, former Senator Sam Brownback. He was senator of this great state of Kansas. He is also former U.S. ambassador at large for religious freedom. Um, he went to J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, that's where they do their banking for the National Committee for Religious Freedom. And i just mention, religious freedom is not something that's just a conservative or a Christian uh, freedom. This applies to everybody, every single human being on also planet Earth. Everybody. everybody benefits yeah. from religious freedom. This is not controversial. But evidently it is, because here's what happened. When he went to make his first deposit— at the bank, he got some startling news. Someone in high finance decided that religious freedom advocates did not deserve to have access to basic financial services. They said, your bank account has been canceled. We'll be sending back your funds. That's it. That's all that he got. And after repeated efforts, and I've heard this numerous times from people this, this happened to, they there's first of all, they're shocked. They go, What? Who, who do I talk to? Because they're talking to a basic frontline teller or somebody that doesn't have the authority. So when they try to go up the food chain, uh, here's what happened. They they were told, well, the decision was made at the corporate level. It's secret. We're not going to tell you about it. And it's irrevocable. That's it. Goodbye. And when I actually talked to one bank employee, she told them that a note in the file read that Chase employees were not permitted to provide any Clarifying information to the customer now imagine this you're you're a customer in good standing You you in a sense have a covenant with the bank, right? They do their services you do do yours and you have this working contract, right? All of a sudden for no with no explanation necessary you're just shut down You cannot do any of your business transactions um, at that bank and then you try to go to another bank but the memo has been released. Somebody higher up um, has told bank X, Y, and Z that somehow you're toxic. And now your entire life is shut down. Because as we talked about last, last time we were together, so much of our, of our world today is electronic. Mm-hmm. And somebody who, who it remains anonymous, uh,
0: yeah. and, and we just mentioned it's not really a secret because this is ideologically based. We don't know why. But, I mean that has happened to the Benham brothers. Yep. Uh, we saw what uh, PayPal did to—not um, PayPal, I'm sorry. Well, PayPal's all involved in that. Yep. Uh, whatever fund GoFundMe did to the, yep. the Canadian truckers. Yep. Um, which was really egregious. Well, and, for- and look at this. This this really to me was over
1: the top. I mean, think think about a, ba- a bank asking somebody for this information. Chase later said, after they kept going after them and after them and after them for answers, that they, quote, would be willing to reconsider doing business if we, this group, would provide our donor list, a list of political candidates that we intended to support, and full explanation of the criteria by which we would endorse and support these candidates. I mean, this is a political witch hunt and this is woe capitalism at its finest. This is we share a different political view, and we are going to absolutely punish you. Give us your donors' names, because I'm sure what's going to happen. We will cancel them too. And uh, and this this is like we talked about soft totalitarianism. This borders on crossing the line to hard totalitarian. This is like something a communist dictator would do to people who were dissidents. You know, right? I mean, it's it's that to
0: me is terrifying. Um, so I mean, with our greatest greater dependence on financial institutions, financial transactions, Samsung Wallet, Apple Wallet, um, um, PayPal, all these different things. I mean, we're giving all kind of we're we're 11, we are entangling ourselves with all kind of electrical, uh, Silicon Valley, uh, financial institutions, yep. and and I think we just need to be aware of what's going on. I'm not saying you need to go and cut no, just go. Off grid, because right. I'm not saying that's practical. I certainly have no idea how I would do that. But I think we just need to be aware of these entanglements and the control yeah. that you are subtly allowing that into your every part of your and, life. And I
1: really, I want to press this because, because, because we do need to say, well, what's our takeaway on here? I think there's yeah. some good discussion, but I, I just want to share one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. The left and uh, woke ideology in general has never passed the public market of support enough to be actually properly legislated by the majority of people and their representatives. So we saw this for years. This is why we have uh, woke courts. We have uh, the left pushing their agenda through um, by leftist judges. Mm -hmm. And we have all kinds of uh, judicial activism where the court ends up making laws that doesn't exist or ruling on things that they really have no authority to rule because the law is already clear. Um, But if they can't do it that way, they use corporate thuggery. Now we're all going to know these names because these are some of the these are the Marxists that are actually serving in the United States government. Um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez from New York, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, Ayanna Pressley from uh, Massachusetts. Uh, they are using their membership in the House Financial Services Committee. To cajole banks into curtailing business with fossil fuel companies, firearms, and this one is interesting, private organizations that build illegal immigrant detention centers. They view this as this tactic as a substitute for their inability to enact their socialistic policies through the democratic process. And this is what AOC told Politico. She said, quote, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And not everything has to be done through legislation explicitly. Wow, what a telling statement. So, if we can't get people to vote for something, and if we can't convince the public that the policy is good, we'll just use Marxist tactics. We'll use woke capitalism. We will threaten banks to not do business with, for instance, firearm companies. Are you kidding me? Last time I checked, we're Americans and we have the second amendment how in the world does an elected official representing the United States of America strong arm banks into not doing business with firearms companies who are doing something completely legal in this country and and just because you might not like the second amendment does not give you the ability to trample the rights and liberties of others or to punish you know that what they're trying to do through all of this is destroy People who are arm, ammunition dealers and arms, you know, manufacturers, um,
0: who gives them the right to do that? This should be illegal. You don't have the right to destroy somebody's business. Well, they're playing for broke. I mean, they're, they're, you know. Sometimes I feel like uh, the Marxists are. They're playing for keeps, whereas sometimes on the on the on the Republican side, we're all trying to be genteel and like civil. And these guys are just like, we're going to do whatever it takes. There is no there is no no. There's no rules. There's no guidelines. We're going to we're going to use whatever resource we have to get the job done. You know? Yeah. So so maybe this is a good transition. And, And you brought up some really good
1: points. So, so what are we trying to tell our viewers? You know, we're not going to just sit here and whine for for 35 minutes or 40 minutes. What, what's the point? And, and uh, so here's here's the first thing. All of these technological, you know, advances, like like we're talking about today, um, uh, the products that we use that are so much a part of, of our culture. For instance, he says, young people cannot effectively function in society if block from using Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, Uber, Amazon, PayPal, Venmo, and other financial transaction systems. I mean, I'm a, first, a first-hand experiencer of all this because mm-hmm. at my house, there's almost not a day that goes by with a house full of, you know, big family mm-hmm. uh, that... Someone's not dropping off a package at my doorstep. Sure. Now, this was completely foreign. This is not the way I grew up. You can even have groceries dropped off at your house now. Right. Now, I kept thinking, nah, that's never going to go over. You know, Who wants groceries dropped off at their house? That, that's Because that's, that's my generation. Or I kept thinking, people online, I would never buy a shirt online. I want to go feel what material it is. I want to I see it. I want to try it on. I, I would never buy a shirt online everybody's buying shirts. Yeah. they don't like it, they'll
0: just return it. Yeah, yeah but, I, mean, yeah. but
1: I, never, I never thought that any of that would catch on because I'm a different generation. Yeah. This is the way the younger generation lives. And there's nothing the matter with it. It's technology. And, and as a pastor, I guess I've always felt like it is, it is very short-sighted to try to fight the tide of technology. In other words, it's not technology that's bad. It's how it's used and it doesn't make much sense for me as a pastor for instance to stand in the pulpit and tell people hey all that data online that you're giving to these companies can be used against you okay well that's true but what's the option you know are you going to you know throw your phone fo- throw your phone in the river you're not going to you're not going to use credit cards yeah. uh, i mean you know i mean people are not going to change the way that they're living even though much of this smartphone or smart technology is like we talked about last week. It's yeah. gathering all kinds of data about our lives, yeah. and all of that data is owned by the government. And if put in the wrong hands, will most certainly be yeah. used against you. Right. So, so what's our solution, Pastor?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have the crazy solution. I think there's some practical things to think about. I think this is not either or. This is a there's a multiple levels to this. Uh, again, I use Amazon to you know buy yeah, packages I, and stuff like that. I you get know. all my books, you know, off. Of uh, yeah, I use you know, Audible, and uh, technology. I, I I think first we just need to be aware of the entanglement of technology. We don't want to be in a place. We we got to be aware of the place. Uh, I've mentioned it's like that that Pixar cartoon um e Wall-E, Wall-E yep. which you know it seems as the cartoon is about a bunch of cute robots. It's not. It's about human dependence on technology and what that produces in us. And sometimes we just need to go out into nature and play and be detached from technology. That's what that that movie, at least my interpretation, what that movie is really about. And we gotta be careful, be aware of our entanglement so that, technology doesn't become a soft idol. Yeah. It becomes a tool. It's a tool for us, and not, especially for followers of Jesus Christ, and we gotta make sure we worship Jesus, not technology. Now, does that am I like anti-technology? No, I'm not. We use technology, we use yeah. technology in our churches, we use our technology, but it's a tool, and it's not something, we gotta be careful of our entanglement and dependency on technology. Just be aware of that. Yeah. But the second thing I, I, I would just be very, it's something that we're, we're working on a lot, it's what we call parallel economies. Yeah. Um, uh, With the banking situation You know Hey you know what I use big banks also But I also have A few small banks I I work with And and, and some of the counsel I have is Go to your local bank um, That know You know your banker You know your bank manager You know we got to meet Our banker here For Livingstone's Church We got to meet Their vice president We got to talk to them Face to face They're believers And they
1: are faith based Banking institution Again um, When you look at where Many of these banks Invest their Money in terms of charitable things—it's it is a horror list of leftist agenda causes, especially these major banks. And so, on one level, I don't want to put my money in a bank that I know, for instance, is promoting abortion on demand everywhere they go. Um, I don't want to go to certain coffee places. I I won't mention any names, but there's certain places I will not buy a cup of coffee because I know the leftist agenda that that profit is going to support. So, creating a parallel economy, as you said, in other words. We need Christians to get together and start banks that have that are committed to the glory of God and to blessing people. But
0: there have been parallel technology platform that's been created, parallel uh, 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 informational system, parallel infrastructure. Yeah. They have been, and, and, you know, Elon Musk with, with the whole Twitter situation. I mean, there is a trend moving that way. So, first of all, business owners, that's… This is what we talk about in the kingdom, in, in the Avodah conference, is, is to create. We're not trying to create a parallel. We're just trying to create a kingdom, which becomes a parallel economy yeah. to well, what the world For instance, is. if you're
1: in a school district that is pushing all kinds of, of leftist, uh, yeah. dangerous ideology, um, Pull your kids and create a homeschool or, or a Christian co-op school. Or, a co-op or a
0: charter school or homeschool. And, and
1: then we stay involved governmentally right. because uh, we should be sick and tired of having right. double pay. You know, we're paying for public schools with our taxes. And then the public schools in many, in many liberal areas insult our values. And then we, they tell us if you don't like it, you know, you can take your kid out. Right. Okay, well, that's nice. But you're keeping my money... And then I have to pay uh, again the second time to put my kid in a private school or a Christian school. is not going to attack my values. Um, that's wrong. You know, my tax dollars should follow yeah. me. And but we got to work to to getting these
0: things uh, you know into our legislatures, into nope. our law. Creating parallel infrastructure takes decades. Yes, yeah, but, but but it's already started, and I think we need to continue to to create ourselves. We need to invest in it. You know, parallel, you talk about how about create a coffee shop that, you know, that promotes kingdom values. You know, parallel restaurants, parallel all these different things. Because, in other words, don't don't complain, don't whine, create. Create, create. And then and, and if you're not the creative type and you're not the entrepreneur type, well, invest in those. Yep. When I say invest, I don't mean just like invest in a business. Go and, and patronize those restaurants yes, or patronize yes. those uh, uh, technology companies and use those. And they might not be as... Um, great as the established one for now, but for you're now. investing yeah. for the future. And those are all things we need to be thinking yeah. about. And we applaud people.
1: You know, this, this is amazing. Back to the woke, wokeness, all right. Yeah. So, Elon Musk, you know, when when, when we were being canceled and deplatformed, right, off of Twitter, uh, they, they basically said, You don't like it? Go somewhere else. Private company. Yeah. Like, t- stinks to be you. So yeah. what? Uh, now, a private citizen buys it. And basically opens up free speech. And did you see the list of major corporations that are boycotting Twitter now? That's an example, as far as advertising, that's an example of woke capitalism again. What has he done wrong? All he did was open the playing field again. But here's what he did wrong. He, He... is allowing a difference of opinion and a difference of ideas that goes against all the the woke ideology. The narrative. And so now, now again, we haven't silenced the people that we want to silence. We're actually letting them have a platform to speak and to push back and to challenge some of these ideologies, uh, and they don't like it. So it's amazing to me, we're going to now punish a private business that simply is opening up the playing field. Um, it, it highlights exactly what we're talking about. And, right. and you, you would recognize every one of these companies. They're major, major players. So So he did release all the companies that pulled out yep. advertising? Yep. Yeah, There's I mean, probably 15 or so, uh, I mean, major corporations. Right. In
0: and he probably should have seen it coming. I mean, he, he's a smart guy. Well, well smart what are they trying to do? They're trying to destroy trying to, Yeah,
1: We're going re- to we're gonna remove your funding. Uh, and we want to destroy you. No, yeah. I don't think it's will. It's just a
0: little harder to destroy a, the richest person in the world yeah. economically. And This is where we get into these things, and that's why again, like we have to create, we have to create those financial engines. We got to create those systems. Elon Musk. Why is he more insulated against that type of attack? Because he has infrastructures and Tesla and SpaceX and all these other things yeah. in place. And we got to create these infrastructure. And the last thing I will say is, it's obvious we got to elect righteous people. See, it's interesting because. Yeah. In many ways, why are they going through all these corporate v- venues for censorship? Because the, because they're private, they are exempt from some of the governmental restrictions for 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 free speech. So they're like, well, we're private, we can do whatever we want. Yep. But there's still government oversight, and there's still legislature to yep. kind of level the level the playing ground, like kind of like what's happening right here. And we got like rights to speak. Well, stupid. and
1: yeah, and this is a great way to end. Of course, again, we just had it by the time you hear this. You'll know the results of the election. Um, but we're, many, many pollsters are predicting a red wave because Americans, uh, the run of the mill American is fed up with what's happened uh, and uh, ready for change. Um, this is interesting. This article is called, here comes the shun, S-H-U-N. GOP urged to snub woke companies after the midterms. Uh, this person uh, reminds Uh, conservatives, elected officials, these companies have colluded with the Biden administration to silence conservative voices. They promoted lies about voter ID and chose not to support conservatives who stand for fair elections." They are paying for travel costs for employee abortions, including late term, subsidized by their customers. Now, think about that. What if you're working for, you're a Christian, you're working for a company, and they come out and say, look, we'll fly you from another state into our state. We'll pay for your abortion um, with our corporate money. I mean, uh, talk about insulting to people who have uh, different values. Uh, A majority, they said, of which customers stand for life. They're promoting radical gender theory gender modification onto our children. They supported anti-police BLM movement that wreaked havoc on our streets and in our neighborhoods across the country and has contributed to a spike in violent crime. They're saying, you know, the conservative gets elected, they're now senator, they're now congressman or congresswoman, and what happens? All of these companies now want to cozy up and, uh, and, and partner with you and come alongside, and he's saying, wake up. These folks do not have our interest in mind. Uh, there's only one way to send a message, and that's by playing hardball back. Like, you will not uh, pr- pr- um, promote your woke ideology uh, upon the American people. You're not going to deplatform. You're not going to bully. You're not going to do all the things that you used to do. And if you'll continue to do that, we won't do business with you, or we'll pass legislation to, uh, to reel you in. Um, so anyway, I, I, the, the, this is all the stuff that I love about a Christian worldview. It's like we're not, we're not fatalists. We can get involved. We can run for office. We can support candidates. We can speak the truth. We can do a lot of things. We can start businesses, start schools, start banks, um, and... Uh, And we can win, and we will win if we get involved, and that's the good news. We are are
0: winning. Yeah,
1: that's the good news. So I I hope this is helpful. I had had one gentleman come up to me. He says, you know, I love watching the podcast. He said, uh, what you guys are talking about is, like, happening right now. I mean, and I hope you all see that. Like, the topics we're hitting right now could not be more relevant. uh, This is just what I pulled off within the last two weeks uh, on the internet dealing with these issues. And there's articles galore. So everything we're talking about in woke capitalism and the sur- surveillance uh, uh, capitalism is everywhere around us. We've got to be wise. We've got to be engaged. Uh, and we, and we, we just have to be vigilant. That's the price for freedom. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll have some great news to talk about next Thursday when we get together. Well, of course, we'll have great news, but hopefully we'll be able to have a little election processing as well. So until then, have a great week. And uh, we look forward to being with you next Thursday.